You are listening to My Motherhood by Beck Stanton, a podcast dedicated to helping women who have become mothers become confident and clear-minded in themselves. Do you ever feel like you don't even know who you are anymore and are mothering on autopilot because you are constantly triaging the needs of your kids, your home and your life? In this podcast, we honestly explore the major changes that every woman goes through when she becomes a mother. We look at the absolute quagmire of a bind that the modern mother finds herself in, stuck between having all of the options available, but none of the support required to actually action any of them well. And to top it all off, most of us don't resemble who we were pre-kids and don't have the space to work out who we are now. So there's absolutely no going back all moving forward, we are just getting by whilst also doing the most important job of our lives. My Motherhood is dedicated to supporting you find yourself a motherhood that is authentically aligned to you. I will help you grow practices that will shape your motherhood so that it looks like, it feels like, and it sounds like you, which actually makes it sustainable. It makes it genuine and really, really enjoyable. You will find honesty, reflection, storytelling, and an endless kindness from me, along with a ton of hints, tips, and tricks that will help lighten your load, which will make room for you to do the work of crafting your motherhood so that it is aligned with you. To get started, head to mymotherhood.com.au and pick up your free copy of The Mental Load Offload and listen to episode six, The Mental Load Offload User's Guide. And remember, you are not alone. Hello, everyone. It's so wonderful to be with you today to be bringing you this episode of the My Motherhood podcast. It's not going to be a terribly long one today, and that is for a really good reason. Today, we're going to talk about what happens when women lose themselves in motherhood. And I want it to be short because I want you to be able to listen to it. And for the women who have feel like they've lost themselves, they probably do not have the time to sit and listen to a 54-minute episode. So short and snappy, let's go. So why do women lose themselves in motherhood? I want to start by saying it is so important developmentally for the connection with your baby that you do lose yourself in your motherhood. When you are connected with your baby and when you are empathetically united with them, there's something really special that happens between a mother's brain and a baby's brain where the lost feeling that you have reflects the lost feeling that your baby has, which allows you to respond to them really well and respond to them in the way that they need. So kind of evolutionarily, losing yourself in your motherhood is a really important and a really good sign that things are going well in your connection with your baby. That being said, when you lose yourself and when you feel lost as a mother, There is absolutely nothing calming about that. (laughs) Even when I remember when I had my first baby, even when I was told all about how this is a really good thing, it didn't take away the pain of it. What it did do was allow me the courage to stay in it and not need to reject the lost part in order to find myself again. So let's just explore 
as modern mothers, not just biological or evolutionary mothers, as modern mothers, why do we get lost in our motherhood? How do we lose ourselves in our motherhood? And what are the contributing factors to that feeling? Because it's really important before we action anything and before we move to heal and before we move to reconcile that we've really understood what has happened. When a woman becomes a mother, she moves from being a human being to being a functional human being. She changes from having her agency and her autonomy completely her own to being at the service of her baby. In order to keep your baby alive, you need to respond to them, you need to be attentive to them, you need to be connected to them, and you need to be listening to them, which means that their voice and the things that are happening for them move up the triage list to become the most important things. Learning to listen to your baby and your own voice is a really complicated and beautiful part of motherhood and it's one of the the defining factors of what strong motherhood is and intentional mothering is, is being able to listen to your baby and also being able to listen to yourself. But that transformation from being human being to being function uh, undermines something of our agency and our autonomy where we say, I am completely tethered to you, my darling baby, and every need that you have, I will meet. When you deliver a baby from your body and then you sustain them alive through your body, it can make you feel like you are just a function. Some people talk about it as being a milk-making machine or a like a cow. I feel like a cow. I'm just here because I've got the breast milk. And of course, we know that's not it. But at 2 a.m. and then again at 2.45 and then again at 3.15, it can really feel like I am just here for my function. There is an immediate change that happens when you become a mother that often we don't feel until much later. But it's visceral. It's all-encompassing. There is not a single part of your life that motherhood doesn't touch when a baby becomes part of our lives, they become our lives. Usually we cannot do the things anymore that used to ground us or that used to sustain us or used to give us life, whether it is long walks or a coffee with a friend or running the city to surf. All of these things will come back over time. But when you first become a mother, and even, I mean, for me, even for the first kind of eight years of my children's lives, the demand is so high that I cannot find the space to do long painting sessions or even to to fulfill the roles in the community that I have loved and that have given me life. I've needed to pull back from those things that grounded me because the motherhood space is taking up that space in my life. It doesn't matter who you are professionally in your career, whether you are a neurosurgeon, whether you are a paramedic, whether you are a school teacher or a chef or even an early child care worker, every single mother, every single woman on the day that she becomes a mother starts at zero. There is nothing that can prepare you for motherhood and even... (laughs) even early childcare workers, your work prepares you for infant care, 
but it does not prepare you for motherhood. The number of times that I have spoken to women (laughs) in the last two months about the work that I am doing in, in creating this course called Motherhood by Design and they say, yes, oh my gosh, we need that, has been so wonderfully overwhelming but it really shines a light to the needs of women when they become mothers and also exactly this point, you just cannot prepare for it. There isn't a thing that you can do that will get you ready for the complete life transformation that motherhood brings. So it doesn't matter where you are in your life when you become a mother, every single person starts back at zero. And that can be hugely distressing, particularly for women who have excelled their career or have reached these incredibly niche expertise positions where you have focused your attention to become like absolutely fantastic at what you do, to then drop back to the very beginning of something new with no idea what you're doing and with the shock of what happens when women become mothers, it just doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate by intelligence. It doesn't discriminate by race. It doesn't discriminate by education. It's a shock for every single mother. In the West, we have this part of us that kind of filters everything into a success or failure metric. We determine whether something is good or bad. We kind of black and white things. And so when we become mothers and we take our babies home and we are trying to work out what's normal, what's not normal, what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do, we unintentionally filter our motherhood into this success or failure metric. Am I doing a good job? Am I a good mother? We perpetuate this on things like Mother's Day and Father's Day where we say you're the best mom or you're the best dad rather than sharing the things like, you know what, I want to share with you the things about your motherhood that I can see in you. Let me show you, let me share with you what I see when I look at you as a mother. That would be so much more constructive than you are the best. Mothers are overstimulated, touched out, surrounded by noise. They're overwhelmed completely sleep deprived and as is the case in so many motherhoods it is like this is the season of life where you are going to process your unprocessed childhood stuff that all raises its head as you shift roles and you become the parent and you start to reflect upon your own childhood what happened there what what were my parents thinking when they made that decision seeing mirroring in your reactions or your responses to your children and also drawing on your own childhood as your field knowledge. It can be quite destabilizing, particularly if you have unprocessed childhood stuff. Losing yourself in your motherhood also looks like a complete relational upheaval with your partner You have both changed roles in life and your place in the family tree has just moved up a level. You are now a different part of the family tree. You're no longer at the child level. You've become a parent. And that can be really destabilizing as well with all of the added responsibility that you now carry. There is very limited support for mothers, particularly expats 
who are birthing and raising children without their family of origin surrounding them. Our village vibe as a community is limited because we have this idea that every person needs to have their own dwelling space, like every family unit needs to have their own dwelling space. So we are not co-living. We do not have intergenerational households in the way that a really healthy and supportive system for mothers would have. We are not raising our children surrounded by our aunties. We are not watching our sisters birth their babies before it's our turn. We are not exposed to motherhood at its rawest. In fact, motherhood at its rawest is usually a picture of a woman alone at home with her babies. There is usually crying and there is aloneness and there is no help coming. That is the picture of desperate motherhood. The needs don't stop but there's no help coming. She has to find it within herself. When a woman is in that situation, I guarantee, and I know this from my experience, I guarantee the outcome of that situation is not going to be, you know what, kids, mummy just needs to take care of herself. You sit there and be sad. I'm going to go for a five-minute walk to help me calm down and to return to myself and then I will come to you. If there is a support person, then that is a great option. But nine times out of ten, there isn't a support person there and she has to swallow that need, support her children. And so we have households of women with repeated unmet need on loop day in, day out, who are losing themselves because they are unable to care for themselves and there is no one there to care for them. I wonder if this sounds like a day in your life, if you have lived this day. There is also this assumption that this is something that comes naturally and that it should come naturally to me, this motherhood thing. And so when I struggle, I must be deficient somehow. There must be something missing in me. And then it just, I mean, this just builds, right? Then there's this self-silencing around the struggles and this shaming sentence of I should be grateful for my children. I should be Occupying a posture of gratitude, not of resistance or resentment. What a blessing it is to be a mother. And yes, yes, it is a blessing to be a mother. And it is also the single hardest thing that you will do with your life, raising children. When we are working, we receive a lot of validation through payment. We exchange our expertise and our skills for money and it is really supportive of our narrative that I have value and I am worth something because of what I can do and because of who I am. When you become a mother, it's really difficult and nearly impossible to measure the impact that you're having in choosing to be present for your kids, particularly in the 0 to 5 range where your primary function is to keep them alive and to survive this season. And yet we have this expectation or this feeling of 
shame around the monotony of the groundhog dayness of early motherhood. It is really challenging. I saw a post the other day of a woman saying, oh my gosh, motherhood is so boring. And you know what? Some days it is. Some days it is just walking to the park for maybe the 120th time this year, the same park, pushing your kid on the same swing, thinking the same thoughts. It is really, really hard. We know ourselves as professionals. We know ourselves in our work, but we often do not know ourselves in our motherhood because we do not have time or the space or if we are given time and space, the inclination to spend our time thinking about our motherhood because when there is space, oh my gosh, give me something else to do. So far in this kind of, what is that, 15 minutes of why do we lose ourselves in our motherhood? The picture is bleak, right? It's really, it's really, really hard. Being a mother is really hard. And I want you to notice how we haven't even got to talking about the kids yet. As in like, we haven't even got to the nuance of the kids that you have and the kids that have been born into your family with all of their needs and with all of their preferences and their characters and their challenges and their personalities and their the things that they will eat and won't eat and where they will sleep and where they won't sleep and what they will wear and what they won't wear. The nuances of a family on top of all of the transformational change that happens to a woman, it is no wonder it is no wonder that we completely lose ourselves in our motherhood. And then there's this thing that happens, and I don't know if you have experienced this, but it is cruel. It is cruel. It is cruel. Where we go out, we have a night, a date night or a night with friends, and you get to the table and you sit down and you don't know what to talk about. And, and the little voice that just creeps in that goes, oh, I'm so uninteresting. I just, I'm so boring. When women do the superhuman job of keeping children alive, we should be able to talk about that and for it to be the most interesting thing. When women are able to sustain a generation of tiny human beings and protect them from our own selves as well as all of the dangers that present themselves to our children there should be space at the table to be able to talk about that when a woman has the opportunity when a mother has the opportunity to talk about whatever she wants to talk about if she wants to talk about her kids gosh she gets to talk about her kids she has been with them she knows them she's becoming their expert and the expert on them. You would not have a problem with a woman talking about her work. I mean, I've got friends who are paramedics and they, when they tell stories about their job, we all sit and listen with bated breath because they're so dramatic and they're so exciting and like we could listen to them all day. Why do we not afford mothers the same courtesy of creating space for them? The reason why motherhood is friggin' hard is because motherhood is friggin' hard. So what do we do as mothers? How do we respond? I've lost myself and I don't know what to do. It's really, really hard. 
it's of the utmost importance that we acknowledge the feelings that we are having in our motherhood. You cannot ignore this. Motherhood has no end. It will not pass. So notice it. Feel it all. Don't push against it. Don't ignore it. Not the depression, not the anxiety, the overwhelm, your broken body, your healing body. For If you ignore these parts of motherhood, then what you're aiming for is an outdated version of what we should be doing and an outdated expectation of, of women and a toxic expectation of yourself. You are more than a function and a motherhood will test this. So what hope can I offer you? What can you do today if you are feeling lost in your motherhood when you don't know who you are anymore? Well, I've got six things that you can do that will help support you and give you somewhere to start. All right, the first one is this. Take care of your physical self by having a shower. Take a long shower if you can or a bath if that's your preference. When the internal world is a mess of upturned pieces, tending to your physical body will help to ground you. Take care. Start by turning the shower on. Find your perfect temperature. Focus your mind and just be present with yourself. In motherhood, we are constantly challenged to be present with our children, out being present to ourselves. This is the moment to return to yourself, to draw right into you. And you're going to do that by creating a boundary. As you wash your body, I want you to think about the outside of you as being your boundary and you're just reinforcing that space. As you rub your hands all over yourself, you are reminding yourself that you exist as a person, that you are more than your function. And then take care, like think about the detail. Pop in a hair mask if you have one. If you don't have one, raid your mayonnaise jar and pop some mayo in your hair. It'll do beautiful things. Scrub your body. If you've got a body scrub, get rid of all the dead skin cells. Like Do the things that are kind of that extra level of care. If you don't have a body scrub, all you need is some oil. Pick your favorite oil. Any oil will do. And some sugar and pop them together in a little bowl and then use that and rub it all over your body. Rinse it off. Scrub your feet. Clean out under your nails. Wash your face really well. Clean your ears. Take care. Just whatever it will be that makes it feel like you have tended to your physical self. That your body is worth taking care of because it houses you. Now, you do not have to like your body in order to be able to take part in that practice. In fact, your opinion about your body is completely unwelcome in this shower. This is a morally neutral zone. There is no criticism allowed in this shower. It is just for you to return to yourself and to take care of your physical self. The second thing that you can do today if you are feeling lost is to journal two things, a series of I feel statements. So I feel 
overwhelmed. I feel forgotten. I feel lonely. I feel like my children don't know who I am. I feel lost. I feel like this will never end. I feel hopeless. Whatever your feeling is, I feel joyful. I feel hopeful. I feel like this is not the end. I feel like I am still here. Whatever your feelings are, journal I feel statements. It does not have to be long. They can just be single sentences. And then the second journal prompt is I am statements. Statements about who you are. And You may not have I am statements yet. You might be so lost in your motherhood that I am statements just don't have a place yet in your life and that is okay. Your I am statements may not be in relation to you. They might be I am so-and-so's mother. I am so-and-so's partner. I am so-and-so's sister. You may only be able to find yourself as you relate to other people. But when you do this practice over and over again, you will find that you will slowly start to be able to see the shift and the change as as you create that space for yourself. You can do this on your phone when you are waiting for the person in front of you at the petrol bowser to kind of shuffle on. You can do this in the air with your finger. You don't even need a physical piece of paper. You can do it in your mind. You can write it on a table. You can do it in the cracks of the day. You can just choose one sentence. I feel this and I am that. The third thing that you can do when you feel like you have lost yourself in your motherhood is something that I call love eyes. When you don't know who you are anymore, it is really important and healthy and good to experience the feelings of love. Often when we lose ourselves, we can have a fractured feeling of love for our children because they are costing us something of ourselves. So when your kids are asleep, and only when they are asleep, when they hit that angelic place and all of the fight and all of the resistance and all of the noise and all of the screaming has left them, turn on a light somewhere in the house, crack open their door just enough so that there's enough light to to see them and then just go stand by them and look at them while they sleep. And I want you to, as your eyes gaze over their their sleeping face, their vulnerable face, to open your heart and let those feelings of love for that child focus within you. Send your love out, receive your love back in. But let that warm feeling come from you. This is a really good practice to do at the end of really bad days. I heard myself say the other day about kind of the challenges in my parenting. Like this is so painful parenting these children right now. It would be less painful to try and put that child back in than it would be to keep parenting them. 
and just trying to find words to describe the challenge and the struggle and the difficulty that I was experiencing. But once they were asleep and the fight had left, to go and just give them my love eyes and to receive that love, to feel that love coming from within me, it was so healing of of the anger. It was so healing of the resentment. It was so healing and it returned me back into my adult parent self where I was back in control and I was it recentered me. Now the second part of this is the challenging part, but it when you have lost yourself, those feelings of love often don't extend to you. So after you have left your child's room and you've had that ex- feeling of love, I want you to go and find a mirror. Now, if you have like, body issues at the moment or if, if you look in a mirror and you just hear criticism, then I want you to find a little mirror, one that just, just holds part of you. And then do the same exercise again, but to you. Look at yourself. Open your heart. Let yourself look compassionately, kindly, empathetically upon yourself and let yourself love the woman that is in front of you. Give her your love eyes. The fourth thing that you can do when you feel like you have lost yourself in motherhood is to learn something new. As human beings, moving forward is a really helpful experience because when we are stagnant, we feel stuck. And it's important for us to remember that we are not stuck in our motherhood, but we are choosing to be here. We are here with full agency and full autonomy and that this suffering that we are going through as mothers in this place is a choice to be here. Part of moving forward in motherhood, though, (laughs) means to move really slowly. And we can move so slowly with our children that it doesn't feel like we're moving at all. So give yourself something new. Choose something to learn. Now, it could be something that really just serves your household. You might decide to learn how to I don't know, bake bread, or you might learn how to restain your deck, or you might learn how to, you know, Marie Kondo fold your towels, or it it really doesn't matter what it is. You might decide that you're going to turn your hand to craft and that you want to learn how to scrapbook or cross stitch or long stitch or macrame or You might decide that you're going to learn how to have chickens or renovate your lawn or you might decide that you're going to learn a language or you're going to learn about something that really interested you in high school that you're like, you know what, now that I'm older and I don't care what people think in the same way, actually, I really loved Shakespeare. I'm going to go back and learn about that or actually, I really love drama and I would love to do accents. Maybe you are going to learn how to recite a poem or you're going to learn the top 100 nursery rhymes in Spanish. (laughs) I don't know. 
something, choose anything that will serve you. At the moment, my the thing that I am learning is how to plaster holes in my walls because that's now part of our life. Learn something because when you are learning, you are moving forward and evolving one step at a time and you have agency over that. You are able to decide that. It does not have to be a big thing. It could be a little thing. If you are after a big thing, then go online and look up the MOOCs, their free online courses. There is so much that you can learn, but choose one thing and learn something new. The fifth thing that you can do if you have lost yourself in your motherhood and you're wanting to reconnect is to connect with a friend who is curious. Find that person in your life who really listens to you and who is curious about you because as they start to learn about you and in reflecting back what they are learning, it actually allows you to learn about you as well. If you've got friends who say things like, oh, but you're the sort of person who dot, 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 then that gives you something really solid to press against. Like, am I, am I the sort of person who does that? And then you get to decide, yeah, no, I, no, I am. Oh, that's different. That's new. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Or they reflect the parts of you that have changed and you might go, oh, you know what? I don't want to be the sort of person that shuts down all of the new ideas. Yeah, no, I don't really like that. Okay, that's that's really helpful. (laughs) That might be why I'm feeling so kind of hostile towards all the new things that keep coming into my life. An external set of eyes, an external set of ears with a curious mind will help reflect the person that you are becoming, which will help you to see yourself anew. If you have an old friend who can do that, that is really good because they can track the changes with you. If you If you have moved to a new area or you are in the business of making new friends, that is also a really great way of doing it because new friends will only learn you as you are now. They don't have your past self to reflect on. They don't have who you were. They can only learn who you are, which means that every single piece of you that you bring to the table is new information for them and an opportunity for them to reflect back to you who they see and who you are. And then receive that. When somebody when somebody positively responds to you and reflects yourself back to you, receive it as a gift, not a criticism. It is a gift being held by community in their reflections, while sometimes can be hurtful because it's honest and raw. It is a gift because it grounds you and it it really helps you to know that you exist in this moment, that you are there as well. And then finally, if you are someone who has lost themselves in their motherhood and you really want to come back, you really want to move out of the lost place into the found place so that you can mother intentionally, so that you can parent on purpose and so that you can enjoy this season of motherhood without that feeling of free falling, then come along and join Motherhood by Design. It's a six-week course that can be done across an entire year. It has six modules with lots of lessons. There's no lesson that is longer than a Bluey episode so that you can do it step by step, that slow moving forward. Motherhood by Design is a course designed for women who want to find themselves in a motherhood. 
so that they can create their own motherhood that looks like, sounds like, feels like them so that it can be sustainable, so that it can be enjoyable and so that you know what to do and you feel like your kids know who you are, you know who you are and you're doing it how you want to be able to do it. So come along, join me at Motherhood by Design. So in summary today, the things that you can do when you feel lost in your motherhood, number one, have a shower. Number two, journal your I feel and I am statements. Number three, put on your love eyes for your kids and for yourself. Number four, learn something new. Number five, connect with someone who is curious. And number six, enroll in Motherhood by Design with me. And I would love, love to work with you. There is not a single woman who is too lost in her motherhood. Not a single woman who is too lost. And in fact, the women, the women who feel like they are too lost, I want to work with you. I want to work with you because you are findable. You are not lost and you are doing a great job. And I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are not alone. You've been listening to My Motherhood with Beck Stanton, a podcast dedicated to helping women who have become mothers become confident and clear-minded in themselves. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe so that you never have to miss another episode. To get started on your journey, head to mymotherhood.com.au and pick up your free copy of the Mental Load Offload and listen to Episode 6, the Mental Load Offload User's Guide and let's create some space for you. And if you're someone who's ready to use that space to curate a motherhood that looks like, sounds like and feels like you, join us in Motherhood by Design a course that helps you develop your unique parenting style that is aligned with your character, your personality, and your lifestyle, even when you don't know who you are anymore, so that you can be confident that you're mothering the way that you want to, not the way that you're told that you should. I can't wait to get to know you and help you along on your journey. And that's it for me for today. I'll see you next time.